Right off the bat, I gotta say thanks to Whiskey Boy from Whiskey Boy Radio. That was his little kid, his little son, three-year-old, with the Danger Hour intro. How precious and adorable. Oh, my God. Thanks, buddy. It's Danger Hour. Fancy Boy host, Jamesy Poo, Mr. Danger Pants, himself. I'm back. I'm back, baby. And I'm squeezing in a podcast right now because I'm about to leave. Oh, my God, James. Your life is full of excitement. Yeah, you're right. It really, really is. Right now, I'm enjoying about two fingers, I'm going to say, of Maker's Mark. American handcrafted whiskey. Whiskey. And I'm having a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. But James, why is it called Oktoberfest if it's August? Look, I don't know. I have no idea. All I, all I know is that it's good. And I'm enjoying it. And for that matter, I was also enjoying myself as well until you had to open up that ugly hole of yours in that face and spit out these words to just drive me up the fucking wall. But James, I just, I just want to feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself, that's all. All right. Fuck, man. Fine. Fine. James, why are you drinking? Oh, <laughs> I'm having a couple drinks, uh, you know, because the wife is gone. She's at work. The kids are gone. They're with the grandparents again. James, your kids always seem to be with the grandparents lately. Yeah, I probably seem like a bad father. My kids are gone and I'm home drinking. This is only my first drink I've had for the day. All right, just get off my back. My wife just left, so now I'm safe to do so. The coast is clear. But uh, I'm on my way out, like I mentioned, because I am going... Where are you going, James? I'm I was just going to tell you. I'm going to go see a legend perform. Can you take a wild guess as to who I'm referring to? Well, James, if you're speaking about legends, you must be referring to Hall & Oates. <laughs> no, not Hall & Oates. Try again. Daft Punk, James. Oh, why, do you, why does your kind always go to Daft Punk? James, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. I'm just saying you might like dance music. That's all I'm saying. But James, what are you implying? Nothing. The legend I'm referring to. Is it Tom Jones, James? No, it's not Tom Jones. The legend I'm referring to is none other than a Beatle himself. John Lennon, James? No. He's dead. Oh my God, James. When did this happen? 1980. Oh. Oh. Is it Ringo, James? No, it's not Ringo. Although he should have been the one that died. I gladly would have traded Ringo for John Lennon. You know what? You could have taken Ringo and Harrison and left Lennon alone. Stupid. I'm going to see Sir Paul McCartney tonight at Dodger Stadium. That's right. I am so hip. I'm going to be on the in crowd. 
making my way to Los Angeles, California. That's right. I'll leave you a few seconds to uh, be jealous and to gloat. All right, that's long enough. Yeah, I spoke to God on this podcast uh, maybe five, six shows ago. I forgot when. And he assured me that he will keep McCartney alive long enough to perform this show. And afterwards, I told him that I'm okay with him going as long as I get to see him perform live once. This is a bucket list opportunity tonight, boys and girls. I'm crossing that shit off my list. James, don't speak too soon. Oh, don't you try to jinx me, fucker. Don't do it. Maybe I should stop talking about that. All right, relax. Everyone take a breather. Everybody just relax. It's Sunday night. It's about, uh, shit, uh, three, what is it? 311? Monkey boy. <gasps> he's going and he's uh, picking me up around 430. So, you know, at that time, if I don't get done with this, I'm just going to be, I'm going to get a phone call or a text and I'm turning this shit off and running right out the door. On my way to Los Angeles to see Paul McCartney. That's right. Oh, I can't wait. Look at me. I'm looking dapper as ever. But James, you wear the same thing all the time. What are you talking about? You always just wear pants and a black shirt, James. And most likely your Dodger, black Dodger hat. Yeah, you know what? Don't knock me. I think that's a great look. You can't go wrong with black. And you can't go wrong with Levi's 505 jeans. 505 just like Studio 505. Is that an accident, James? No, it's not. It's all planned. It's all according to my plan. Yeah, black. Um, is that because of your darkness, James? Is that why you wear black shirts all the time? Uh, yeah, I've got darkness inside of me. You know what? I don't feel comfortable wearing any other color. Unless it's like a dark gray. James, you sound just like Batman. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what it is. If I wear a red shirt, I feel weird. If I wear any other color, I feel weird. Although I do wear... I do wear dark gray, and I do have a dark green shirt I wear occasionally. And I don't feel too bad wearing that one, because it brings out my eyes, and it's nice with my skin color. <laughs> but I think if you're a guy, there's nothing wrong. It's perfectly acceptable to wear a black shirt and dark Levi's every day of your life. No one will ever tell you anything, because it's a perfectly acceptable guy code. Like my buddy Josh, gas boy. He has what he calls his uniform. It's just what I said. Black t-shirt and jeans. Nobody cares. All right? Nobody cares. If I was a celebrity, which I am, by the way, on a, on a certain level, and I was in those magazines, they would say, oh, look, this style is in. Black shirt and jeans. <laughs> you know why? Because it's classic, and it will never go out of style, boys and girls. So take that shit right out of your head if that's what you think. Classic. I'm all about the classics, right? Classic rock. Classic attire. Um, that's it, right? And classic cars. Those three things will never go out of style. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, this weekend, it's wrapping up because today's Sunday. Like I said, my wife is gone, though. This weekend, though, was all about my wife and I celebrating 11 years together. Oh, my God, James. How did you last so long? I really, I really don't know. <laughs> Four years of marriage. August 5th. 
four years. That's right. 11 years together total. Whew. <laughs> I told her the other night. I go, you know what tomorrow is, right? She goes, yes, I do. I'm like, what is it? And it's our anniversary. I go, yep. How long has it been? Don't you know? I was like, yeah, I know. I want to see if you know. How long has it been? 11 and 4. I go, that's right. 11 years. And I tell her, I go, Jesus Christ, 11 years with you. Such a difficult person. <laughs> she goes, you're no walk in the park. And I go, ah, maybe a shitty park. You're, you're like a walk through a shitty park in the ghetto, uphill, through a, uh, what did she call it? A, a hailstorm during Armageddon. <laughs> and then I laughed at her. And uh, she's like, you know, and then she gave me that smile like, I love you, you fuckface. That's the kind of thing we got going on right now. That's the status of our relationship. We got a very strong, healthy, love-hate relationship, you know, where I would love to strangle her. <laughs> oh yeah my wife i'd love to strangle her at times but you know but I, i'm i'm i love the woman god damn it that's where we're at and that's what happens youngsters if you're with your your boy or your girl right now sorry that sounds weird if you're with your man or your woman right now and you're still in that honeymoon phase just wait after that passes because that's a great stage don't get me wrong you'll get into that that healthy niche if you're lucky of you love her, but you, but you hate her at the same time. Like you just want to see her life go out of her body at your own hands just by cutting off her, her life at her neck, at her throat. That's what, you, that's what you think about. But at the same time, you're like, nah, then, then what would I do? I'll be all alone. <laughs> Who would make me dinner? That's what happens. You know, it's like, you know, then I'd be stuck with the kids. Great. I'm fine. Fuck it. I'll leave her alive. Until the kids are old enough to to move out, and then, and then uh, all bets are off. We'll see what happens after that. At that, and then at that point, you're at the stage where you don't give a fuck anymore. You're too old. Nobody cares anymore. You're like, eh, shut up, whatever. <laughs> That's the stage where you can retire, but you don't. <laughs> you ever meet those guys? Like, yeah, I'm retired, but I want another job. Or I can retire, but I don't want to. Why? I don't want to be home with my wife. Ugh. Oh boy. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just fucking around. Uh, we had a good time this weekend. I, uh, for our anniversary, I bought my wife two tickets to another musical. Oh my God, James! Another musical! That's so great! Oh, I thought you would like that. Your kind like musicals. James, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. Booty pants. James, what? Nothing. Yeah, I took my wife to another musical. The first musical was like a manly musical. It was a Book of Mormon. Funny as shit. This one was more uh, straight up musical. Although, I was already somewhat invested because it was about that, that movie Once. Do you know about the movie? James, I've never seen that movie. Is it lovely? Yeah, it's lovely. It's romantic. <laughs> it's a musical, but it's not gay. You know what I mean? It's got cool music. It's like that folky, that guy, uh, Glenn Hansard, the band The Frames from Ireland. Fucking... Fucking Ireland. The fucking band the frames. Um, yeah, he wrote a bunch of cool songs. It's really cool, man. The chick is a, is a classically trained piano player. It's just about their relationship. And uh, really, they never really hook up. But, but it's, it's about uh, the musical adventure. And, you know, just sparking that musical desire once again inside of each other. 
Anyway, they made it into a musical. And I got to tell you, I, I think the dude in the, it was a it was cool. But after watching the movie, and my wife loves that uh, group, so we've seen them live like four or five times. After that, after seeing like other people try to do the music, it just does not compare. And the main dude was kind of like overly emo for my taste. It was like, I wanted to get him and smack him around like, come on, dickhead. Be more of a man, you fucking pussy. Anyway, but before that, dude, if you don't know, if you're not from Los Angeles or the L.A. area, SoCal, Going into downtown L.A., for me, I live 15 minutes away from downtown L.A. Now, that's 15 minutes if there's no other cars on the road, which is never the case. So, to get to Hollywood, which is probably 10 miles past downtown L.A., you got to leave a good amount of time to get there and have time to park, find a parking. Because there's no parking, all right? got to go to a parking lot. And pay some asshole or a parking structure. You can't just park on the street. It's impossible. So you got to give yourself adequate time for parking, walking to the venue you're getting to, and all the shitload of traffic. And I'm sure you've heard about this on TV or movies, traffic, all that bullshit. But it's real and it happens. So stupid me, I miscalculated the time we should be leaving or the time we should get up and all that shit. We wound up leaving the house after 1 p.m. at 1.05 to make a show in Hollywood at 2 p.m. Okay? I was stressing this shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. I fucked this whole thing. It's, it's really my fault. Um, I'm going to say it's my fault. Just Well, she took a long time to get ready. But, I, you know, I still got to say it's my fault. I should have been up and saying, you know what? Get ready. Let's get the fuck out of here at this time. Let's do it. But I didn't do it. I dropped the ball. Boys and girls, I dropped the ball. Normally, your old pal Danger here has got it all taken care of, all under control, but not this time. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Anyway, so we're, we're driving. I'm fucking speeding like a bat out of hell. I'm pulling all these James Bond maneuvers on the streets, just trying to get to the freeway, which is no easy task. Finally get to the freeway, going in and out of lanes, you know, trying to get away from those slow-ass people. There's always one. <laughs> get around, get out. I have such anxiety thinking I'm not going to make it. I spent a lot of money on these tickets. They're good seats. Once the show starts, they don't let you in at first. You got to wait. I was like wow, stressing out. And uh, we, we, do, we make it to downtown LA in record timing in 14 minutes. Downtown LA. But if you know LA, you know. If you're going to Hollywood, once you get to downtown... You got to go on to the 101 South, or is it North? I forget. <laughs> you jump on that shit, and it's a parking lot every fucking time. It doesn't matter what day it is, what time it is. You're stopping on the 101 interchange there, and you're, and you're going to sit there for a while. Not sit there, but it's going to be like stop, go, stop, go. So, yep, that was the case. And you're going to do that shit all the way till you pass, I think, the 110 and I know all you people from out of state think it's funny that us Californians refer to freeways as the, the five, the 101, all that shit. I know you all say interstate, whatever the hell you got. <laughs> interstate seven, highway eight, whatever you say. Yeah, we, this is our lingo, all right? The 101. Okay, let's get over it. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so then 
um, having a heart attack and fucking biting my fingers the whole time, sitting in this traffic. The time is just ticking away. We finally get to Hollywood Boulevard. That's the off-ramp. And then, wouldn't you believe it, there's construction on one of the lanes on Hollywood Boulevard, one of the most crowded streets in the L.A. area on a Saturday. And I'm just like, oh, my God, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We wind up, we wind up making it because the Pantages Theater, theater is not too far off the freeway. So we wound up making it to the parking lot, jumped in there, parked, got the fuck out, only paid the dude $10, which is very reasonable, by the way, I'm going to say. We walked to the uh, corner. They just happened to be green lights all the way, or uh, the walk signal for us, all the way into the theater. And we made it with five minutes to spare. I could even take a piss before the show. Can you believe that? <laughs> then we walked down to the fifth row from the front of the stage. That's right. That's, that's the way your old pal Danger rolls, baby dolls. <laughs> it was cool. But I have to admit, walking in that place, there was a whole lot of one demographic in there. And that's old, white, snobby, high society people. Oh boy, the pinkies were up that day, my friends. And I can tell walking around in that place that they're looking. I got a few looks, not much, but a few like, what the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> uh, we take our seats. I'm sitting, I'm surrounded by, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm surrounded by old white people, homos, and old white homos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't care. You know, I don't hate on people. I just, you know, I'm just telling you what what was there. And you just listen to the conversation around us and it's like, oh my God, have you seen the movie? No, I haven't seen the movie. Well, it's wonderful. You must watch the movie. That's what this is inspired by. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, well, I must check it out. <laughs> and then the other people, you know, Oh my god, this is supposed to be such a wonderful performance, and I can't believe the... <laughs> and then, you know, right away I feel uncomfortable, like, ugh. I don't know why I feel like that. When I'm surrounded by one demographic, I feel weird, like I shouldn't be there. Never fails. If I'm in a Chinese restaurant with all Chinese, I feel the same way. When I was uh, working the bar, and it was a black night, and yes, I did, I booked black entertainment with all black patrons, I did feel out of place, even though I was working there. <laughs> Never fails. So yeah, I do feel a little weird, but uh, so the show starts, right? Lights go out. Intense moments, you know, very dramatic, this one. Um, there's this old fuck sitting two seats away from me. He's rocking himself, and, and the chair that he's on is going... And he won't stop. And it's a dramatic scene. And it's dead silence. <laughs> and this fuckhead. And, and the woman next to me, you can tell she's getting annoyed. Like, dude, shut up. Even though she's with the guy. So she kind of like leans over, like, you know, makes him, makes him uh, acknowledge that she's looking at him. He still doesn't get it. And she finally like leans over like, hey. And he stops. <laughs> but like 10 minutes later. It's like, you fuck. Maybe he was so old that he, he couldn't hear that squeaking. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it just seems, you know what? 
It seems everywhere I go, without fail, and I know you're probably thinking the same thing right now as you're hearing this shit, if you're a listener. Boy, it doesn't matter where you go or what you do. You just get annoyed by every goddamn thing, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, it's not fun being me at times. I wish I was like Leto, just like a dumb, happy-go-lucky, just like a retard, you know, easily amused. I wish I was like that at times. It's a curse, man. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Oh, boy. Anyway. It was fun. It was a cool show. I, I like watching musicals. Oh, you know, I'm not going to go as far as that. Uh, I like the music, the two musicals that I've seen. It's a cool experience. But uh, yeah, your old pal Jamesy here is a, is a real fancy pants, huh? <laughs> Look at me. You know what? Just because I want to enlighten you, I've done it before. Let me play you a short clip of the inspiration of the play based on this, uh, this artist named Glenn Hansard. All right, real quick. I just think you should be aware. All right, because I'm better than you. And I think you should be uh, introduced to a whole different range of musical taste than you're probably familiar with. So let me bring you to my level for once and play you some real talented musicianship. <laughs> okay? Here's a singer-songwriter once again by the name of Glenn Hansard. And away we go! Scratching at the surface now I'm trying hard to work it out And so much has gone misunderstood And this mystery only leads to doubt And I didn't understand When you reach down and take my hand If you have something to say You better say it now Cause this is what you've waited for Your chance to even up the score And as these shadows It's not for everyone. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. <laughs> Come on. The raw emotion, okay? The pure talent. <laughs> and now you are a better person. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much uh, the dude what it's all inspired on. All right, there you go. That's enough of that. Hopefully you like that. If not, eh, whatever. That's Glenn Hansard. Uh, the Swell Season is the group you form with a girl. So look it up if you give a shit. If not, eh, eh. 
whatever. Let's move on. I've recently had this, this discovery, this realization, maybe even epiphany, if you will. It turns out I'm a fucking idiot. I never realized it until I told you last time about this class I'm in, this training for work. It's a five-week training course, whatever you want to call it. Eight hours a day, five days a week. You got it. You're pretty much just getting pumped full of information. Uh, it's involved with testing. It's uh, simulations you have to fucking pass. All this crap. I've been under a lot of pressure, anxiety, stress. It's been a fucking nightmare. The last year of my life has been horrible. This is just adding to it. Uh, Boo-hoo. Wah-wah. I know. Yes, James, you sound like a big pussy. All right. I'll take it. You will take it, James. <laughs> all right. I'll take it all. I know you will, James. Okay, enough. So, yeah. I know. Wah, wah, wah. Boo-hoo. Cry, cry, cry. But I'm telling you, it's horrible. But uh, it turns out that not only do I have ADD, because I, I think I do. I'm sitting in this goddamn room. There's... 14 of us were listening to the instructors talk and you know we have a book we go have all the information into but mostly you're listening to what they're telling you and this is how you're getting your information you can take notes if you want blah 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 i'm listening to these guys right they're talking about whatever they're talking about lecturing on and they mention something and my brain goes off on this whole different fucking thread if you want to call it that of different thoughts and different processes and and my, I just trigger one memory after another. I started thinking about this whole other line of shit. And it's like, hey, dickhead, you haven't been listening for a while. Why don't you focus? It's kind of important. And I snap out of it. And I'm listening. I'm like, fuck. How long, was, how long was I out? How long was I not listening to what this guy was saying? What did I miss? Was it important? And it turns out, yeah, most of the time it's important because I'll take a test and I'll get this question. And it's multiple choice. But I'm like... I don't fucking remember this guy mentioning this at all. I have no memory of him talking about this. So I'll answer the best of my ability, like maybe even guessing. <laughs> and afterwards, I'll go outside and, and we'll, we'll be hanging out with the other people in the class. I'm like, dude, did he fucking mention this? Yeah, yeah, he, he mentioned that. I was like, God damn. And every time I'm asking him, like, did he mention this? Yeah, yeah, he talked about that. Yeah. I wrote it down. I was like, God damn it, dude. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Not only do I have ADD, I've also realized that, yeah, I'm playing out just dumb. <laughs> I, keep, I keep doing stupid shit at work. And I, I'm, I have this growing reputation of that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy that does that stupid thing. Fill in the blank. I'll give you some examples. I'm the fucking idiot that spilled coffee all over my desk at work. We're all like in the same room. We're all at a desk. I knocked over the cup of coffee and it spilled all over. It didn't ruin it, any of my papers, but it just spilled. Um, and then, you know, I was like, oh. Look at him, he fucking spilled his coffee. Before that, I was making coffee like, like a day or two before. I went out, I got water in the pot. I come back into the fucking room. The coffee pot's in the room we're sitting in. And it's in the morning time. These, these guys like to make fun of me. <laughs> so they're watching me. And I put the coffee, or oh, sorry, the pot, the coffee pot full of water. And I put it just right onto the plate without pouring it into the top first. And I put it there and I go, and I stand there and I'm like, wait a second, this doesn't seem right. I think I'm supposed to do something else. That doesn't seem like I did it right. And then it's like, yeah, dickhead, you didn't put the coffee, you didn't put the water, you didn't pour it in the top first. 
And the guys behind me are just laughing their ass off because I look like a fucking retard. And I have to admit, yes, they're right. And it's like, God damn, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no getting around this. Another thing that happens, there's a, we were warned by the instructor uh, these certain instructions because we're about to do a simulation. And we go out, we're all doing a simulation. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you can guess. I pretty much ignited a fucking fireball and it shot up in the air. <laughs> and everyone's laughing. First of all, everyone got scared as shit because it was fucking scary. And uh, yeah, I'm the one that did it though. And after that, my nickname became Fireball, <laughs> which isn't a bad nickname to have. I've got to be honest with you. But again, I was that guy. And it turns out it wasn't something I did wrong. It was just something that, you know, circumstance and, you know, just happened, happened to be me that did it. So yeah, I'm that fucking idiot. You know, and it, like another thing, the instructors warned us over and over again on this, this simulation we had to do. Okay, whatever you do, don't do this, okay? Don't do this. It's very important. Don't do this. Don't do this. They mentioned it a lot of times. Guess who did it? <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. I'm an idiot, dude. My brain just goes, it just, once it goes to like the simulation time, my brain just gets wiped out. Like, uh, what's my name? What do I got to do? It's fucking retarded. My buddies and I, at lunch, I went through the whole process of what we had to do. They're like, yeah, dude, you got it all. You didn't miss anything. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm solid. Once you get to the whole showtime and they're watching you, boop, I totally fucking become like an idiot. I'm getting better, but uh, just telling you, it's a horrible experience learning that you're, that you're dumb. <laughs> You've been a dummy the whole time and you just never realized it until now. Ugh. I'm just getting by though, guys. I'm just I'm just getting by. We just lost one of my friends though on Friday. He fucking couldn't cut it. I think I might be next. James, believe in yourself and you can accomplish anything. Oh, shut up. Uh, the testing is, is killing me. Pray for your old pal danger that I pass this shit. I'm tired of it. Still got a fucking week. Can't come soon enough. Ugh. Ugh. You know what, I'm going to pause right now and, and drink the rest of my shit. Take the edge off before Monkey <gasps> comes here and picks me up. Because I don't want to chug it while he's here, so or while he calls me. Hold on. Be right back. All right, I'm back. Have a confession to make. I cracked another beer. Oh, no. James, that's too many. That's the second one. That's not too many. Oh, shut up. Shut your mouth. Paul McCartney needs me. <laughs> okay all right <clears throat> let me i'm finally out of my crybaby phase sorry it's just the pressure got to me there was a moment of weakness but i'm back okay i'm back sometimes you just gotta let it out sometimes it's all you need sometimes all you need is a good cry and then you're back just like a woman sometimes all they gotta do is cry it out and then they're fine same thing with guys we're no different. Yeah, we got a large throbbing cock and balls. That's pretty much the only difference we got. But we can cry too. There's nothing wrong with that. All right? There's this whole thing like, yeah, you're supposed to be tough and macho. You can't ever cry. It depends what you're crying about, actually. <laughs> that could be true. But there's nothing wrong with crying once in a while. You just got to let it out. I'm not saying that I cried. 
but maybe I should. <laughs> maybe it'll help me. Maybe I'll cry during the the show tonight. One of the cool songs. I'll just I'll just like let it out. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what sucks about tonight? I forgot to mention. Monkey. <gasps> Him and his wife. His wife's going to. Um, that's not what sucks. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Chuby. She's coming along with uh with Danny Boy. Danger alumni. All three of those. But uh I'm going alone. Peter <gasps> is picking me up, but I'm sitting in a different area alone. My wife doesn't give a fuck about Paul McCartney. <laughs> and so I just really hope that the people I'm sitting with are gonna be cool. Oh, I hope I'm not sitting by the bunch of fuckheads or uh you know, black people. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, you relax. Okay? Stop that. Just a joke. God damn it. People are too uptight. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Let me go on. Let me let's 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 move on, please. It's getting a little awkward here. Not to worry. Yesterday, guess who I talked to on the phone? Take a wild guess. Oh my god, James, was it Tom Selleck? No, what's with your thing with Tom Selleck? I just like his mustache, James. Everyone likes his mustache. Take another guess who I talked to. Make it something more uh, believable. Okay, James, let me take a wild guess. Um, I'm going to say you spoke to Prince. No. The artist formerly known as Prince, James. No. He's just Prince now. I forget it. I spoke to Dominic. Who? That's right. My cousin. Who happens to be in the elite Coast Guard, United States Coast Guard, the Coast Guardians guarding our coasts from coast to coast. I think that's our slogan. Right now, he is currently in Kodiak, Alaska. Oh my God, James, that sounds cold. I think it is sometimes. But uh, this dude has had a pretty uh, wild career. Started off in Hawaii in the beautiful Honolulu, which I've never been to, by the way. Then he went to San Diego, which I went to many times to visit him. Then he went to Florida, which I visited him once. Then he went to Kodiak, Alaska, and he's been there since. And uh, I think he's tired of it. But but every time I would talk to him, I'd ask him, You seen a bear? You seen a bear? No. You been hunting? No. He has a few guns, and uh, he hasn't done it. He's got some kids. He just had a baby girl uh, two years ago. I've only met her once. Then he took her away to Alaska, never to be seen again. But since then, guess what? Oh, my God, James. What? He's now expecting another baby girl. Oh, my God, James. That's wonderful news. Not really. Why, James? Aren't you happy for your cousin? I really wish he was having a boy. But, James, girls are fun. You can play dress up with them and everything. Oh, I'm sure you like doing that. James, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. No, he's, here's my issue. I'm concerned, that's all. He has his wife. She has a, a daughter from a previous, previous uh, guy. Now he has a daughter with her, so that makes two. Now he's having a third daughter. Now here's my concern. Him. And f- was it? Is it? It's f- yeah. Him and four girls in a house. Ah, oh, his wife and three daughters. No, no guy. 
should go through this. Nobody. What a poor son of a bitch. I feel so bad for that dude. When I had my second kid, I was really, really fucking praying, even though I'm not very religious, hoping I'll say it. That's better. Really hoping that it would be a boy. I followed the Chinese calendar, gender calendar. I followed it. And I told my wife, we have to conceive this month. It's our only chance. She's like, you know, at one point she goes, let's just wait till next weekend and try whatever the fuck she said. I go, no, no, no. We have to do it this month. The Chinese would never lie to me. And look what happened. A boy. The Chinese were right. So my first question, of course, when he told me, he told me a long time ago, to be honest, he told me a long time ago that, that, that she was pregnant, but I totally forgot about it. And then on the Facebook, his wife posted last week, you know, we're expecting our third. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. What? And then I was like, oh, wait, wait, I think he told me before, but I don't remember that. And so, uh, yeah, last night when I talked to him, he was like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> I told you not to say anything, remember? I was like, dude, I did such a good job of not telling anyone. I actually forgot about it. That's how good of a fucking job I did. No, but I asked him the first question. Dickhead, did you follow the Chinese gender calendar? Yes, I did. Did you check multiple websites? Because sometimes they're not accurate. You got to go like, you got to check like seven, seven websites to see what the majority say. Because sometimes they're different. I don't know why. But he said he did. And he said that they all said, boy, in the month of conception that he did it. Now, there is some scandals here. Scandalous activity. He said that the, uh, uh, what do you call that shit? Uh, fucking A. Come on. Look at the baby with that stupid thing in their stomach. And then it's in the heartbeat, it's like, ultrasound. When he looked at the ultrasound, the baby's legs were crossed. The doctor told him it's a girl, most likely, but he's still hoping that the legs were crossed, hiding some massive balls. So, you know, that's what he believes. For his sake and for mine, I hope the same. Because no guy deserves to be surrounded by women. It's just not fair. And if you're one of those poor sons of bitches that, are, that is surrounded by women, oh man, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. You have, you have my sympathies. But uh, Dominic, who said that he was cursed from uh, him and Lito's Grandpa Felix, who had, I think he said, six girls and one boy. And I told him, Dickhead, are you going to fucking keep trying? You got to keep trying, right? You're going to keep trying? Fuck that. <laughs> I'm done. I'm getting snipped. Oh, boy. That's something I've been wanting to do, get snipped. I'm scared, though. I don't want anyone coming near my balls with a knife. Scary thought. And, and, and as a man, don't you want the ability to just come all over stuff whenever you want to? Right? Isn't that like our God-given fucking right? Just come all over everything whenever we want. I'll do it. Next time I talk to God, I'm going to ask him. But I'm pretty sure that he will back me on this and say that men should have the right to come on whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah, I'm going to ask him that. Next, next time, I'm going to get him on the show next show. Mark my words. You'll see. So uh, hopefully, as, after you're praying for me to your God, whoever, whatever God you prayed to, that I pass this horrible fucking bullshit class I'm in right now. Pray for that, and then pray for Dominic, who, to have a boy. And that the doctor was mistaken, the ultrasound's incorrect. Because no one should be succumbed to that. Nobody. Nobody deserves that. 
all women. Ugh, what a mess. So please, pray for him. <laughs> but another thing, he told me he was uh, fishing in Alaska. And there were some of the dudes around. Some of the guys were around the, down the fucking river. And he just hears someone going, Hey! Hey! Get away! And <laughs> he said he looks up. He's like, what the fuck? And it's some dudes yelling at a bear. That's right. Oh my God, James. What kind of bears do they have over there? Panda bears? No, stupid. I think that's in China. China? Japan? China, I think. <laughs> Kodiak, Alaska has none other than majority of Kodiak grizzlies. Oh, boy. I think he said they have black bears there, but uh, the Kodiak grizzly, which is supposed to be bigger than regular grizzlies, by the way. Uh, no, thank you. So he sees the bear. The guys are yelling at the bear, so it, so it goes away. And he said that this bear runs off. And the river they're standing in, or I don't know if they're standing in it. He does fly fishing now. He's trying to get into it. I don't know if he was standing in the river or not, or if he was on the bank at this point. But he's seen a bear run through three feet of water. He goes, dickhead. This fucking bear ran through three feet of water with zero effort. It was like you and I were like running through puddles. Zero effort. Then he said there was like a, a pretty tall, like a, like a pretty good embankment. Um, just the, the level of, what do you call that shit? <laughs> incline? I don't know. The degrees of incline from this hill. The bear scaled it with fucking no effort at all. Like we'd be huffing and puffing, like <gasps> running up this hill. The bear went doom, 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 gone. He goes, at that point, I realized if I ever see a bear out here in the wild again and it's coming towards me, I'm just going to fucking lay in the fetal position, just play dead and hope it doesn't hurt me. Because there's no way you can outrun a bear. And uh, that's a scary fucking thought. That just made me think about two things. First, the snake I talked about last Leslie, uh, last show. Sorry, the snake being so goddamn quick. These animals that live in the woods, you can't get away from them. There's no getting away. It, it's it's retarded how quick they move. You know they're made for that shit. We're not made for that. And then the other thing is that video I think I posted on the the Danger Hour Facebook page. Facebook.com slash the drawer. The one with the bear that runs up the tree the hunters are sitting in. They have that uh, that uh, platform that got bolted to the tree or whatever it is. And the bear runs up the tree like in two seconds and is right behind him. Fuck that. Oh, fuck it. No. Stay out of the oceans and stay out of the deep woods, all right? You don't need any. Nothing, no good can come of it. Stay away. But I told him that I do really want to go to Alaska. <laughs> I want to go there before he leaves. You know, I think I, I strongly encourage all of you to travel to a land where you can have free sleeping arrangements. All right. You got to take advantage of that. I still have to go to Alaska before he leaves of next year. I got to make it happen. And I have to go visit Bino in South Korea. I have to. When am I ever going to Alaska? When am I ever going to South Korea? You know when? Never. So I got to take advantage now. It's an excuse to go. I've been to Virginia. I've been to Florida. When did I ever think I'd go to those two places? Nope. Not on, not on top of my list. But I went because people were there that I knew. That's why. <laughs> you got to do it. Anyway. 
So there's that. One more thing about Dominic. Who? Thank you. He also mentioned something about old man strength. Have you heard about this? I think so, James. Does that mean we're like, you get old and like you get strong and stuff? <laughs> wow. Wow. I can see you're uh, exercising your use of your deduction skills. Yeah, pretty much. But did you know that it's kind of a true thing? He informed me, and once again, this is all he- this, this all this show is is hearsay, rumors, speculation, and opinions. Okay, don't take anything for fact on this show. But he says he's got a body a bodybuilding friend who said, because uh, he told him like, dude, I feel like I'm fucking stronger than I was. Like I can bench more than I was when I was like in my twenties. And the dude's like, yeah, that old man strength is real. When you get in your thirties as a man. Your muscles reach the maturity level, and you pretty much can use them to their fullest extent. Something like that. I don't know. Don't quote me. But that you have the, like the maximum strength, and it lasts for a while. Then you start getting old and frail and weak. <laughs> so uh, old man strength, it turns out, is a true thing. Something else to look forward to, fellas, when you get up there. I'm 30 now, approaching 31. Waiting for it to kick in. So uh, look at that. I've already got something called retard strength. <laughs> After my motorcycle accident, my left arm was uh, paralyzed. And my right arm um, made up for it, compensated for the lack of the left. Because I had to do everything with my right arm. And uh, right now, I'm still, I'm not 100% my left arm by far. I'm probably like 70% my left arm. Probably will always be that way. But uh, my right arm compensated for that, and I would re- I would arm wrestle people, and they'd be like, "Fuck, dude, how are you so goddamn strong?" And I realized, dude, it's because I had to use my right arm for everything for a long time, and it just built up more strength that way. And they yeah, they call me retard strong. <laughs> so on top of that, with my retard strength, retard, I said it right. On top of that, if I get old man strength, I'm gonna have old retard strength in my right arm. It's gonna be great. I can never, I cannot be beat at arm wrestling. You name the time and the place, we'll meet up, and I'll show you my old retard strength, and I will fucking beat you. All theories, by the way, but let's see if my theories are true. All right, that's that. And now, before I close out the show, I thought it'd be fun to go through a list. Oh my God, James, another list. Yeah, because everyone loves a good list. And today's list, I thought we could talk about whores. Whores, James? Yes, whores. But in what respect, James? Like the hottest whores ever? No. I'm going to go through a list of the most expensive whores. All right? And this is not a tried and true list. This might even be, like this show, hearsay and rumors, but... I think it'd be fun to go through it anyway. So away we go. All right. This is a list comprised of the most expensive female escorts. Oh, my God, James. That's like a Ford car, right? No, no, not the Ford escort, female escorts or whores. James, that's that's not very nice. Well, that's what they do, all right? This, this is the way the world works. All right, there's girls that give it up for nothing, and there's girls that make you pay for it. This happens to be those kinds, all right? Here we go. Here's a girl named Zahia Dehar. Probably didn't, didn't pronounce it right. 
Face is gross. Body looks pretty goddamn nice based on this photo. But she, on average, charges $1,200 a night. Wow. I think it says $32,000 a month. So that's the average. So it says that she might prefer the attention of one or two rich admirers rather than a nightly freelancer. Oh, so she's more... Uh, she's more of a good girl. She only wants to whore herself out for two guys, maybe. Not different people every night. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next up, Loredana Jolie, $2,000 a night. Loredana is another of Tiger Woods' companions. Wait a minute. Was the first one Tiger Woods' companion? Doesn't say that. I don't know why it says another. So Tiger Woods banged this chick. Two grand a pop. Let's see. It says uh, she claims she actually got 15 grand at one time from this dude. But uh, normally two grand a night. This chick is whatever looking. I'll tell you who she looks like. She looks like an ugly Scar Scarlett Johansson, but with like with Botox all in her face. That's what she looks like. Maybe the photo doesn't do her justice, but I'm just telling you. She's not very attractive. She's not my type. Fine. Let's go with that one. Next one. This chick looks whatever. All right. Her name's Natalie McLennan. Mc, uh, McLennan. She looks like she's Irish. She looks like she's like Hispanic. $2,000 an hour. Go fuck yourself. For a good five years, Natalie was known as the numero uno escort of New York City. She used to go by the sexy name Natalia. <laughs> 2000 bucks an hour. This chick is not that hot. I don't have $2000, but if I was going to blow it on a on a chick, she's going to be the hottest piece of ass I've ever fucking seen. Ever. And she's going to do all the work. All right, you're going to earn your money, goddammit. <laughs> Next up, just Cassandra, 3000 a night. She's very exclusive and won't take any client. She has to like you. <laughs> Insisting on meeting her patrons in, first, in person first. She's very hands-on. Loves to travel. Uh, encourages men of adventure and wealth to welcome her into their high-powered world with open arms. Pfft. I'm telling you, man. Three grand a night. No. Next up, this chick is extremely average-looking. Ashley Dupree, a.k.a. Kristen, 4300 bucks a night. You might be familiar with Governor Elliot Spitzer's little affair with her. I don't know who that is. I don't keep up with, with uh, current events. Sorry. Uh, let's see. He paid over 15000 in the six-month period before his bust. In fact, the amount that was leaked later was that he had paid over $80,000 in companions. Dude, what kind of fucking guy are you that you paid $80,000 to have sex? No way. Uh, she, uh, she was in Playboy, so want to look her up, go for it. Ashley Dupree, in my opinion. Next up, oh my God, this one is the worst looking one of them all. I'm not joking. This looks like a dude Asian tranny. 
I'm not fucking around with the, with the like blonde looking hair. It's a black and white photo, but it's blonde hair, dude. This looks like a man. All right. Ugh. Gross. Ava Zian. 6500 bucks a night. Fuck you. Not literally. Uh, the former New York realtor did not set out to be an escort. As the story goes, Ava was the victim of one of those very sad stories where her father got ill and had no health insurance. Oh, a hooker with a heart of gold. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. His heart surgery was going to cost more than they could afford. She studied the art of being a high, high-priced companion. Go fuck. Did she study the art? Was she a fucking samurai or a ninja? Fuck you. Study the art. Spread your legs, bitch. That's all you gotta do. Rock back and forth. <laughs> so she could make the most money in the shortest amount of time. 45000 bucks a week. Oh, boy. Next up, Lauren making 12000 to 24000 per night, depending on what you're into. <laughs> This chick, they got a picture of her from the back undoing her bra. She's got nothing in that bra. That's all I'm going to tell you, boys and girls. There's nothing in that bra. It's from the back. Sort of like a side boob action going. But there's no side boob because there's nothing to see. I'm sorry. I'm not paying that much money to see nothing. I'll get a young boy instead. Wait, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> Little is known about this newcomer. All we know for sure is that she is loved as much for her personality and wit and charm as much as her sensual acumen in the bedroom. Oh, shut up. Wit and charm. All right. If you want wit and charm, just fucking pay me 12 grand a night. I'll come and tell you some funny stories. I'll even suck your dick. I mean, I mean, we'll talk about that. Depends on what you want. She uses chat rooms and forums to meet her boys and commands one of the highest nightly rates in the game. Oh, man. Next up. The Cannes Film Festival favorites, $40,000 a night. Once a year, escorts from all parts of the south of France, Spain, and Italy flock to the 10 to 14-day period surrounding the Cannes Film Festival. It's like the Indianapolis 500 of hookers. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. What does it say here? Uh, A-list party scene. Yeah, dude, 40000 a night. Jesus Christ. Wow. How good is this, is, is this chick that it's worth $40,000? Who puts these prices? Like, who sets them? How do you know if you got your money's worth? If she's hot as fuck and if she's that good in bed, you're not going to last long at all. And then what? I mean, well, it's for the night, right? I mean, so I guess you can just keep going at it. But still. <laughs> I would probably jerk off like 18 times that day just so that I would I would take forever to come. So that, I, you know, I'd make them work for their 40 grand. You know what? It's near, you're not getting this shit easy. <laughs> I'd be like, look, baby, I come 18 times today. If you make me come at all, there's nothing in there. If you make anything come out. I'll throw in an extra two grand. All right, that's your bonus. Last one here. Michelle Braun, 50 grand a night. This chick is flat out ugly, but it says, Michelle the madam, Heidi Fleiss, her apparent. 
Michelle's clients have not been named, but they are some of the biggest names in Hollywood and Wall Street. So what is it actually? It's not actually her. It's uh, whoever who whoever works for her. What? Who gets the fifty grand? Her or the girls or what? They split it. I'm not really clear on that. Michelle's lawyer told reporters uh, inquiring about identities. Let's just say you'd be shocked. <laughs> Michelle is the owner of an escort agency that controls a lot of the sexiest dolls in all the Hollywood land. So this chick makes 50 grand a night. Go fuck yourselves. No pussy is worth that. Right? Am I alone? No. No, no, no. I bet you can walk into a bar in LA. I bet you can see the hottest chick in the bar, okay? Now, yesterday we drove around through Hollywood and L.A. and driving through Hollywood, just walking on the street, because we didn't really go many places. We just drove through the area. Just walking on the street, I saw more eights and nines walking on the street than you do anywhere else. Eights and nines, all right? Now, my point is, I'm fucking positive Fuck all this forty, fifty thousand dollars a night bullshit. You go to Hollywood one night on a Saturday to a club or some shit. I don't know. You find the hottest chick in there. I guarantee you offer her like you know five hundred bucks, a thousand dollars. She'll be into it. My point is, you can find the hot piece of ass for way less money. Okay, it's not. It's not going to hurt to ask. It's a numbers game. Look, I know a guy who told me he was in a club one night. And he told this chick he was dancing with, hey, you want to fuck? That's all he had to say. And she's like, yeah, let's get out of here. And I was like, no way. That worked? He goes, dude, I figure if you say that to enough girls, eventually it's going to work. And it did. So if you go to a girl in a club and be like, hey, how much? You know, say it nicely. You know, if you're into, if you're into this kind of thing, I'm just specifically talking about for uh, scientific purposes. If you're curious about if this will work, if you want to save a whole lot of money, <laughs> just go to average girls on the not average, but I mean, random real girls in a club or, or a bar or something and be like, you know, talk to them for a bit, get to know them. Like, hey, so, uh, you know, just, hey, try to get it for free. First of all, if they say no, flash them some cash. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, my God, James. Can we stop talking about this? Yeah, I'm a happily married man. Let's move on. Let's start closing out the show now. First of all, with I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I fancy that. Fancy, fancy. fancy times, everybody. All right. I fancy that. I fancy Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my God, James. What's that good movie? Well, I'm fancying it, aren't I? I guess that makes sense, James. That's right. What an amazing movie. It's fucking great. It's like the perfect mashup of Star Wars, Star Trek, and Firefly. Oh my god, James, what's Firefly? I've talked about Firefly on this show before. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is. If it is, get on it. It's a cool fucking show. It combines elements of Western plus um, <laughs> space. 
sci-fi. It's fucking sick. Then uh, the movie Serenity is uh, the one that followed afterwards because it only lasted one season because the TV executives fucked the whole thing. But uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the best Marvel movie to date. James, that's a pretty bold statement. That's right. It is. And it's probably true. It seemed like the movie created its own world. And you just get like enthralled in it. It's fucking sick, man. I'm telling you. Every character was awesome and cool in their own special way. Dude, each character in the movie, I think there's five of them. Each one is interesting in their own special way. And uh, I'm telling you, they could even make a backstory, like a, a movie on, on each character individually and you'd be interested as fuck to find out and watch it to find out you know what's going on with them i'm serious this movie gives you like enough of an idea of who these characters are but at the same time they're all surrounded by such mystery that you're like you know what the fuck who is this guy you know or the girl like where did they come from what happened to them like how are they why are they the way they are like it's just it gets your attention Big time. I would, dude, honestly, I would pay and go watch each movie based on each character, like their own story, before they meet, and they meet up in this movie. Each one is that fucking interesting. It's really cool. So to sum it up, the movie overall, very stylistic, like the perfect blend of drama, humor, awesome technology they featured in it, great fucking action, cool special effects, solid acting, good cast. Most of all, this movie had fucking heart. A shitload of heart. I almost cried a few times in this goddamn movie. You'd believe that? A talking tree almost made me cry. <laughs> I'm telling you. The whole mixtape aspect. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the previews, like a bunch of the music they put in the, in the movie. The music is like a character in itself. Great touch. Dude, oh man. I can't recommend it highly enough. Go watch it. Groot is a badass. All right. Coolest character probably. I don't know, dude. But then uh, fucking Rocket is also super cool. Even Drax is cool. Even fucking Star-Lord is cool. Ah! Even, uh, actually, even the chick, Gamora, who is probably the least interesting character, she's even still fucking badass and cool. You gotta watch it. You have to. It was a breath of fresh air. My wife, I took her with me. She had no idea what it was about. No clue. I really didn't watch any previews. I didn't want to like, you know, learn more about it. I uh, had a basic concept of what it was, but I really didn't know shit about this movie. But uh, she really didn't know anything about it. She had no idea what it was. She saw, like, <laughs> she saw the billboard or the poster. She's like, ugh. Because, I mean, yeah, if you're a chick and if you look at that poster, like, really? A fucking raccoon and a tree guy? And what is this shit? A green girl? It looks very nerdy, but we walked out. I'm like, what'd you think? She's like, it was really good. So, there you go. You could be a nerdy fuck or you can be not nerdy at all and still walk away loving it. So, that's what I fancy. Guardians of the Galaxy! I fancy that! All right, and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we 
Oh, yeah. All right. The fuck you moment. First and foremost, I'm sure you saw what's coming on this fuck you moment if you paid attention to Fancy that. I'm sure you've seen it coming. I first got to start out with this one word, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Cowabunga! That's right. Oh, fuck you, Michael fucking Bay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How dare you, sir? I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. You're sucking my fucking childhood away. You're destroying it all. Transformers, Ninja Turtles. What else are you going to do? Huh? Fuck face. What else are you going to put your slimy mitts on and destroy? This movie was a flaming piece of shit. But, Jabs, what did you expect? Oh, I don't want to hear that. A 19% Rotten Tomatoes. 19! I've never seen it that low before. Oh, man. I went opening day with the wife. I mostly like going to opening day movies for this reason. First of all, you've been waiting for a long time. They've been hyping them up. And then I don't want anybody to fucking spoil it for me. And I won't spoil this one for you. I'm not into that shit. I will talk about it. It's not going to spoil anything for you. It's not going to take anything away from you. But I will talk about it. But I like going opening day. First of all, I get off work at 3.30. I love coming, rushing home, shitting, showering, getting ready, and getting the fuck out. Getting to the theater about 5 or 6. Nobody is there. It's opening day and it's dead. It's the best. You watch the movie, you get out still like by 8 o'clock. You got the rest of the night, don't you, baby dolls? Avoid all the crowds. It's wonderful. That's not what this is about, though. This is about saying fuck you. And what I want to say fuck you to again is Michael Bay in the goddamn fucking Ninja Turtle movie. I thought it was going to be bad from the fucking announcement that they're making the movie and that he was involved. I was like, well, this, this has to be shitty. <laughs> it's got to be. But then they start uh, like, you know, revealing things about it like, oh, here's the turtles. Now, the nostril thing, yeah, I fucking hated it. But it's like, well, all right, I can get over that. Whatever. It's not going to kill it for me. Well, I'm not going to watch the movie because of it. But I liked the, I kind of liked the way they looked, especially Leonardo in the beginning. When they first showed his picture, I'm like, all right, he looks pretty fucking sick. The other ones look kind of gay. Like Donatello's fucking looks just like shit. He looks like Jar Jar fucking Binks. Ugh. They put glasses on him. Come on. Come on. Dude, I, like I said, I thought this movie would be bad. And then I started getting hope for it. Like, ah, maybe it won't be that bad. Maybe it'll be pretty decent. But I really can't believe, I really can't believe how shitty that movie was. The first five minutes, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not exact. Actually, the first minute, the first minute of the movie, it shows fucking Megan Fox. I really had no opinion on her as an actress because I really haven't watched any movies featuring her except Transformers. And the first one, and she was hardly, she hardly said anything in it. So, and I seen, uh, what else did I, uh, I seen that movie with um, that dude from Shaun of the Dead where she's in it. 
how to lose friends and alienate people or something. She, she had like a small role. I didn't watch the whole movie, but I saw part of it the other night. And she didn't seem too bad. But based on this movie alone, now, now that I've seen what she can do, she is a lousy actress. Ugh. I really cannot believe that they cast her as April O'Neil. I really don't fucking... I'm still... I'm still shocked and appalled. She's extremely fucking shitty. I don't get it. You cannot take her seriously at all. She, she, you can't take her as that stubborn reporter that stops at nothing to get the story and she's fucking hungry for the, for the story. There's no way. And her fucking voice, she's like this. Like, I have to get the story. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like watching this crime unfold before my eyes right now. It's like, shut up. <laughs> sound like a fucking retard. Oh, I hate her. And her face is all Botoxed up. Listen to me. Let me say something. Listen to this sentence alone. If you weren't listening to the whole show, maybe you're at work and you're, just, you're not focusing on what I'm telling you. Listen to this. Megan Fox, hear me. Stop with the plastic fucking surgery. Stop with the Botox injections. You were hot as shit years ago. You were hot as shit for the first Transformers. I don't know what you've done to yourself. Why are you doing anything to yourself? You were fucking hot. But James, her thumbs. All right, yeah, her thumbs. Fine. That's something that I can get over easily. She was hot as fuck. But now you're looking pretty goddamn weird. Stop it. I don't know about Botox. Does it does it go away? Does it uh, does it wear off? I don't know. But you're looking like shit. All right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You weren't broke, but now you are. Stop trying to fix it. Enough. Enough. In Hollywood, stop casting her in movies. Okay. Unless she's gonna be some random chick that's gonna be naked. Don't bother. No lines for this one. Stick to modeling and just roles in movies where you're fucking naked. That's it. I've had enough to fucking hear with you. I'm done. Michael Bay. Enough. Stop. Stop ruining these fucking movies. <sighs> there was a scene where she was riding a fucking bike. It looked like she learned to ride a bike last week. She was so wobbly. All right. She had this bicycle helmet on. Full of stickers. What are you, 12 years old? Go fuck yourself. Who would... She's a 30-year-old woman. Whatever, 25 to 30. Riding a bike with a helmet with a bunch of stupid goddamn stickers on it. That in itself annoyed the shit out of me. I look at my wife like, really? She goes, the stickers, right? I'm like, yes, the stickers. (laughs) The CGI... Let's get into the rest of it now. The CGI was terrible. They looked fake most of the time. The turtles, I mean. They looked fucking weird. And on top of that, the turtles and Splinter's voices were fucking bad. They were bad. They were bad. They did not do them any justice at all. Oh, my God. What a fucking mess. And... 
since when are the Ninja Turtles a, a group of black dudes? That's exactly what they were. They were just a, a four black guys. That's all it was. Don't fucking tell me shit about it. Go watch the movie and you'll see. Michael Bay, you piece of shit. You're trying to be all urban. Go fuck yourself. You did the same thing with Transformers 2. I saw part of that on accident, by the way, at my cousin's house, my, well, my uncle's house. My little cousin was watching it. Him and there was like four little fucking kids watching it. And there's these two characters trying to be all black and urban. They were like Mini Cooper type cars. I don't know what they were. Yo, what's up, man? That's fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> that kind of shit. All right? You're trying to appeal to youngsters. I think you think black's the way to go. Why you make the turtles black? They're not black. They're like white surfer guys, okay? Especially Michelangelo. Get the fuck out of here. Black guys. Don't get me wrong. There were some nostalgic scenes. There were some scenes that got to the heart of these characters, but they were rare. I did actually enjoy the, the elevator scene with the turtles. I did like that. It was just goofy enough to be like them. And, uh, oh man, but this movie was a mess. Ugh. The scenes with the turtles were, were, were cool, right? They were fine. But he made the mistake again of focusing on humans. Nobody gives a fuck about the humans. Okay, stop. Stop trying to make Will Arnett be the comic relief. Go fuck yourself. Stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very upset with this. Oh, it was so bad. Oh, so bad. So fucking bad. They just didn't even try with this one. They knew they were going to make a shit ton of money. Oh, fuck. On top of it, there was this, this movie appealed. I don't know. It was like more like a kid movie. I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be like, an, like a teenager kid movie, but no, it was more like... I think it's more towards the younger kids because this theater was full of small fucking kids and full of babies crying through the whole movie. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Most importantly, fuck you, Ninja Turtle movie. Fuck you, Megan Fox. Fuck you to kids. Fuck you to crying babies. Fuck, no, not the crying babies. Fuck you to parents that take babies to a movie. Why? Why do you do it? All around. A whole fuckery of Ninja Turtle-ness. All of it. Everything I just said. I fuck you. Fuck you! All right. That's going to do it for me, boys and girls. Oh, any minute now, Monkey <gasps> is going to be here to pick me up to go see the legendary Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, guess what? I am in the mood to do a Paul McCartney medley. Oh, my God, James. No more medleys. Ah, uh, it's too late. I've already got the idea in my head, and there's no stopping me. So here we go. Why don't we just do it in the road? Why don't we do it in the road? James, please stop. Oh, darling. Please believe me. James, please stop. Yesterday. Doom, doom, doom. All my troubles seem so far away. James, they're almost done. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. 
Oh, I believe in yesterday. Let it be. Let it be. James. Oh my God, are you done? Hey, Jude. Don't make it bad. James, please. Wow, Elton Scatter! James, please stop it. I don't like it. So live and let die. Live and let die. James, no more, please. Or maybe I'm afraid, or maybe you're the only woman who could ever help me. Baby, won't you help me to understand? James, please. Stop it. I don't like it. Oh, God. Please, James. Ban on the run. The county judge had a grudge. Alright, I'm done. James, can I try one real quick? <laughs> you want to come in on this? Yes, James, if you don't mind. I thought you didn't like the Beatles. I do, James! My favorite's Ringo. Oh, get the fuck out of here. James, I'm serious. Can I just do one little song? Just to add to your little medley, please? Alright, fine. Take it away. Okay, here it goes. I brought my guitar, by the way, James. <laughs> I can see that. Alright. Can you even play? A little bit, James. Alright, take it away. Here it goes. Blackbirds sing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life. You were only waiting for this moment to arrive. Blackbirds sing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird, fly Blackbird, fly Oh shit Alright, that's enough <laughs> That was actually not bad Oh, thank you, James I really appreciate it I used to take lessons I don't care I don't care. You had your 15 minutes. Now you can shut up now and go sit back in the corner. Put the guitar back. All right. I'm actually kind of impressed. Thank you, James. All right, shut up. Shut up. Okay, thank you for joining in the Paul McCartney tribute, the medley, but that's all I want to hear out of you. Upstage me, will you? I knew it, James. You're just jealous because I brought a guitar and played something. All right. I'm a little bit jealous. I should have got the guitar off first. Ah! Fuck it. <laughs> All right, I got a confession to make. I actually, uh, through the power of technology and the miracle of time travel, if you will, I, I already came back from the Paul McCartney show. I just spliced in this little bit right now. Today is actually Tuesday, which means it's two days later. Two days have passed since the legendary Paul McCartney played Dodger Stadium. Stadium, stadium. And goddamn, what a great fucking show. I have to admit, I have to admit, I thought it was going to be kind of whatever because he's old. I mean, I've seen him, <laughs> I've seen him perform on other videos and, uh, and heard him on, on the uh, Dave Grohl song they did together and he sounded fucking good, but I had my doubts because he just got sick 
you know, he's 71 or 72 or whatever it was. But the fucking guy, man, he, he killed it. He delivered. It was awesome. It was a great time. And then I had reservations about also because I'd be sitting by myself like, ah, it's probably going to be kind of lame. But I think I actually enjoyed it more. I'd never been to a concert by myself. I went with Monkey <gasps> and his wife. And then Chuby and uh, Daniel were there also, her fiancé. But they sat in different in different areas, so I sat by myself next to this uh, <laughs> next to this lady. But I was in the aisle seat, so that was cool. But I really enjoyed it. I was able to focus and pay attention to every song and the whole deal, except for some drunken fuckheads behind me that were making noise at times and smoking weed right in front of the the people that usher. They didn't seem to care. But it was it was fucking great. What a great show! Couldn't believe it. One funny thing that happened afterwards, after the show was over, he played for nearly three hours, by the way. Fucking cool, and they had fireworks at the end. It was a, it was a really nice time. I was also skeptical about Dodger Stadium sound. The sound was good. It wasn't great, but I think in the beginning it was kind of weird, and they straightened it out. But uh, it wound up sounding decent. You know, it wasn't nearly as cool as maybe Hollywood Bowl or the Greek. You know, somewhere like that. But still, still a good time. Great night. Great show. If you haven't done it, if he's still going to be alive after uh, after this week, check him out. But what's funny is there were so many fucking people. After the, after the show was over, I had to take a piss real quick before I met up with Monkey <gasps> at our pre-desired uh, location. So I had to go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. When I come out, I was just at this right area where everything was gridlocked. Nobody, like I walked out of the bathroom and there's just a sea of people and nobody's moving. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, how am I going to get out of this? I'm not joking. A sea of people and like no one's, no one's moving an inch. They just were stuck. I was like, oh, fuck this. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? At that moment, this dude came out of the bathroom behind me, kind of like a big guy, solid dude, husky and uh, tall. And he, he wasn't having it. He just started walking <laughs> through people. And I'm like, this is my chance. I just, he was like my, he was like a bull. I just grabbed the back of his, uh, his shoulder and I just followed him. <laughs> he made a path through the sea of people and people were moving because he's a big dude. And like, uh, and they were, you know, he was forcing his way through. I'm following him. This guy grabbed onto the back of me, total strangers. He grabbed my shoulder and we just walked through this. Oh, it was awesome. Got through the whole crowd and was free in no time. And I was able to, and then after, I don't know, it was weird because there was like a small area that was just bottlenecked. No one was moving. Once we got out of there, you were able to walk and you were free, but uh, <laughs> it was awesome. The power of fat guys in the crowd. <laughs> oh, dude, and guess who was there? Uh, Doogie. Um, Be- Rebecca from the Ned Files. I guess her and I think number two was with her. They had the fancy pants seats down there on the field, though. Fucking jealous of that. God. Anyway. <laughs> Good for you guys. You guys scored on that. And uh, to close out the show on a horrible, sad note. Yesterday was uh, Monday, August 11th. Robin Williams was found dead at his place. I know you've all heard it already, but I uh, just wanted to say, dude was fucking great. You know, part of uh, our, my childhood, if you're a child of the 80s, 70s, 
60s. He was part of your life. Uh, man, a lot of cool movies. I mean, come on, I grew up with the guy. It's a damn shame. It's it feels like a like a family member or a, or a friend of the family died. It's just it's tragic, dude. Especially because of the way it happened. You know, he took himself out. I guess the dude was uh, struggling with depression. Um, what's that shit he had? Bipolar. Yeah, I guess it was rough, man. I mean, some people get hate on him. Like, what a fucking dickhead, man. He killed himself. But I think the dude, I, I heard a while back that he was struggling with a lot of shit and just uh, extremely depressed. So I guess now he's finally at peace, right? But uh, yeah, I gave everyone a whole lot as far as entertainment joy laughter uh apparently he was a great dude besides that so it's a goddamn shame to to all of us really we lost one of the good ones so do yourself a favor this week or this weekend check out one of his movies i i love them more in his dramatic roles than than the com than the uh, comedic ones goodwill hunting um dude one hour photo jesus check that one out but you know what uh talking about movies real quick the weird thing is that he did this movie called uh, World's Greatest Dad or something like that, where he finds his kid who accidentally committed suicide at his house. And I just thought about that when I heard. I was like, fuck, that's that's like too, it's too close to one of the movies he did. It's fucking weird. All right, well, uh, I'll leave you with uh, uh, something from Robin Williams at the end. But Robin, wherever you are, Thanks for everything you did, and you'll be missed. To all of you, I say, stay dangerous, my friends. Later. So when did you know like, that she was the one for you? October 21st, 1975. Jesus Christ, you know the fucking day? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was game six of the World Series. Biggest game in Red Sox history? Yeah, sure. My friends and I had slept out on the sidewalk all night to get tickets. You got tickets? Yep. Day of the game. We're sitting in a bar waiting for the game to start. And in walks this girl. It was an amazing game, though. You know, bottom of the eighth, Carbo tied it up. It was 6-6. It went to 12. Bottom of the 12th, in stepped Carlton Fisk. Old Pudge. Steps up to the plate. You know, he's got that weird stand. Yeah, yeah. And then, boom! He clocks it, you know. High, fly ball on the left field line. 35,000 people on their feet, yelling at the ball, but that's not because Fisk, he's waving at the ball like a madman. Yeah, get over, get over, right. get over. And then it hits a foul pole. Oh, he goes in shit. And 35,000 fans, you know, they charge the field, you know? Yeah, and he's fucking bowling. Oh, no, he's like, get out of the get out of the way, get out of the way. I can't fucking believe you had tickets in that fucking game. Yeah. Did you rush the field? Uh, no, I didn't rush the fucking field. I wasn't there. What? No, I was in a bar having a drink with my future wife. You missed Pudge Fist's home run? Oh, yeah. To have a fucking drink with some lady you never met? Yeah, but you should have seen her. She was a stunner. I don't care if Oh, fucking... no, no, she lit up the room. I don't Ooh. care if Helena Troy walks oh, into the Helena room. That's Troy. game six. No, oh, my God, and who are these fucking friends of yours? They let you get away with that? Uh, they had to. What did you say to them? I just slid my ticket across the table, and I said, Sorry, guys, I gotta see about a girl. <laughs> I gotta go see about a girl? Yeah. That's what you said? I had... And they let you get away with that? Oh, yeah, they saw in my eyes that I meant it. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you, Will. That's why I'm not talking right now about some girl I saw at about 20 years ago and how I always regretted not going over and talking to her. I don't regret the 18 years I was married to Nancy. I don't regret the six years I had to give up counseling when she got sick. And I don't regret the last years when she got really sick. 
I sure as hell don't regret missing a damn game.